Talk Show is brought to you by Organissima New York. Your exotic skin, hair, and beauty source, and your one-stop shop for all your natural and organic skin and hair care. Featuring authentic organic Moroccan oil and prickly pear seed oil and much more. Bringing you only the best, straight from the source and proudly produced in the USA. So what are you waiting for? Shop today at www.arganissima.com. Arganissima, New York. Your beauty is our duty. Welcome back to the iHealth channel, iHealth Radio, and your host, Hurricane H, as usual, with a, a new topic, new show, new guest, and a topic of the season, literally. Um, you know, uh, this, is, this is the fall coming up on us, and winter is also on its way. And I can tell you, well, at least if you're in the North Hemisphere, because this, this show does go worldwide, but it doesn't matter what part of the world you're in, there's got to be a seasonal change for you, and allergies can be part of it, the cold can be part of it. And uh, today, my guest, uh, uh, Joyce Dales, she is the CEO of uh, uh, a company that produces products uh, that can help you and your kids around these things. Uh, Bazagogo is the, the parent company and called Be Gone. So called Be Gone, not Be Gone, Be Gone. I love actually the spin on it. So, so we'll talk about all that. Joyce, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Uh, it's it's my pleasure. I know we we try to crunch it the, the show in because this is the time where we need to educate people on how to best handle these things. Uh, and I know that the marketplace is flooded. I mean, you'll start seeing ads everywhere right now on anything allergy <laughs> and yeah. and cold medicine, all the stuff. And but that's one piece of it. But then there's, there's some people that may not be interested in so much chemical or like, you know, like pharma products versus like maybe some natural based products. So we can talk about that. By the way, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, some people use the Claritins and, and, and you know, Zyrtex and some people use some more nat natural remedies or herbal based medicine and you name it. So we'll, we can talk a little bit about that. So, so let's, George, take us back to the history behind how you started this company and why. Well, it started about... I would say 15 years ago, I am a mom first and foremost, before I became the queen bee of this company. And I grew my family through international adoption. So my little girls are adopted from Vietnam and China. And at that time, international adoption was, um, it was, it was, it's basically closed down. Now you almost can't participate in international adoption anymore, but in the middle of our adoption for our little girl from Vietnam, in the middle of that, she needed emergency open heart surgery due to Agent Orange. Her heart was um, a legacy defect. So here we are five generations out from the Vietnamese war, the Vietnam American war. And there's kids still being affected because Agent Orange is a forever chemical and it's in two feet of soil. And unless we scrape that soil away and remediate it, they're going to continue farming in that soil. And that has long-term genetic effects for the children. And so my girl was one of them. And that was sort of the beginning of the company because when she came home, she was called immunocompromised as any international adoptee would be new environment, new food, 
you know, everything's changed for them. That's an immunocompromised situation. On top of that, she's just had open heart surgery and she's recovering. So immunocompromised was new in my world. I'd kind of heard it before when my dad was on chemo, but this was like different. This is my baby. And for anybody that's a parent, you know, that's, that's other level stuff, right? (laughs) So when she came home, um, every I lived like we've all been living for the last two years, every sniffle in a store, and I'm like running the other way with my newborn. So yeah, that's how I started the company. It was basically out of fear. Well, fear and, and, and I guess the hope to, to, make, to make it easier and cured and, 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 and best. And, and ultimately, I mean, there are so many things you could have done. I mean, just use the conventional stuff, but, but you took it upon yourself to create your own uh, concept. Why is that? I mean... Was that a, a trust thing, you know, in the system or like, you know, in the products or just a preference in terms of, uh, besides the business piece of it? So listen, I, I'm, I'm, I'm all supportive of all people that actually create their own businesses. So kudos and thumbs up for that. But I mean, uh, I'm assuming it's a combination of all the above, right? I mean, it's it's the fact that you needed to take care of your daughter. Uh, second is that you you wanted something that is natural. Uh, and of course, you know, the, the, the luxury of having your own business and that's, that's always a sweet thing. So, so am I right in that angle or? <laughs> yeah, you are. It, eventually the journey, all of those things are true in the journey, all of them. But in the beginning, I think I was motivated. I had been a school teacher. And so I had the experience of getting sick every month of your life while you're a teacher and that's miserable. But then on top of that, I was raised in rural Maine. I grew up in poverty in rural Maine, as rural as you can imagine. Okay. So I grew up in the woods of Maine at my grandmother's apron. And for her, every dandelion wine can cure anything, right? For her, nature has all the solutions for what we have. And so that mindset has always been in me. And when my baby first came home and there was this attitude that every sneeze and sniffle was a direct threat to our, our lives, I became very New England stubborn about it, where I was like, no, I don't believe that. I believe there's a lot more we can do about that. And so how I started my journey was to research. I became, because I'm, I'm OCD as heck, I became the researcher of all researchers, which you do when you get a new baby, right? I wanted to learn everything we could about how we get sick. Now, we've all heard, wash your hands, wash your hands, of course, right? But here's why. Because 99% of the time, we catch colds, flus, and other pathogens by touching one of the holes above our neck, eyes, ears, nose, mouth. Believe it or not, you can scratch your ear and that pathogen will go through the journey, through the sinuses, to the upper nasal passages where there are receptor cells, where it will latch on and then sit dormant for one to 14 days. It's just long dormancy phase. And then it passes its um, DNA, it's code to your cell. And then your cell begins replicating it millions of times over. And that's when you feel the thing in your throat or whatever your thing is, your first thing. And so I was like, well, that's really empowering information. I can do something with that information. It's not just about washing your hands. It's about not touching anything above the face. When you are out of your own biome, out on the streets, living your life, you come home, drop the keys, clean the phone, wash your hands. Boom. You're in your own biome of germs and grossness, and that's fabulous. But when you're out on the streets, this is always infected. Your hands are always infected with cold or flu or whatever. So I thought that was really interesting. And the other thing I learned through the international doctors when my daughter first came home was when I was talking to them about this, they're like, oh yeah, everything colonizes in the nose. Now, back then that was new information for me, but we've all 
now everybody gets it. Like for 10 years, I've been teaching about the nose and everybody's like, okay. Now everyone's like, oh yes, everything colonizes in the nose. And when I was learning about that, I was speaking to this one infectious doctor and he's uh, infectious disease doctor. And he said, yeah, 25% of all medical personnel are always colonized with MRSA in the nasal pharynx. And how we deal with that is we burst ampules of alcohol into the nose in order to do away with the VRE or MRSA colonization. But when we do that, we inadvertently can create antibiotic resistant bacteria if we don't get the whole thing, or we destroy the natural pH, the natural moisture, we stun the cilia, and we accidentally kill all the beneficial bacteria. So here I am with these two pieces of information that are profound to me. How you get sick, it's beyond just washing hands. It's really about touching your face. And your nose is a biome. It's your first line of defense to your whole immune system. And it has to have the perfect pH, the perfect functioning mucosal system, the perfect beneficial bacteria, blah, 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 blah. So I'm squirreling these nuggets away. And I spend a few years just, just researching like a mad woman. Now I've always been into honey as medicine because that's my grandmother's upbringing. And I've been obsessed with the topic. And at that time, super honeys were becoming part of our lexicon. People were talking about honeys that could do more than your average honey. All honey has peroxide activity is great for wound care and stuff, but there were these honeys around the world, like Scottish Highland heather honey, Manuka honey, um, honeys in the Pacific Rim, Brazilian red that could have effects on cancer, have effects on antibacterial resistant bacteria, have effects on viral infections. So I was amazed by this. So I thought maybe there's a way we can impact the colonization zone, which is the nose and do something during that dormancy phase and also impact the colonization load once you do become colonized to prevent it from reaching your lungs and becoming a more severe or lengthy illness. So that was all of my thinking. I know that was a lot of information, but imagine that all twirling around in my head for two years. <laughs> <laughs> well, th that is a lot, but I think that is super good stuff that you just gave us right now. I mean, you broke it down literally to, you know, to uh, the steps that, you know, and on all the elements that actually we should be aware of. And, and you're right. I mean, uh, I mean, we're talking today post-pandemic. I mean, we still we still don't know how the outcome of this this upcoming season is going to look like because there's always talks about Corona coming back and you know at different levels. But you know, it doesn't matter if it's the Corona, it's the the, the standard flu, the allergies, all that stuff is is coming up. But really, to your point, one of the things that we all have become so aware worldwide about is touching. Uh, mm -hmm. and, and really, you know, cleansing those hands because that's where we, we capture every single thing out there. And throughout the corona, everybody became more sensitive than before, than ever. I mean, prior to that, people, you know, they were weird about it. It's okay or whatever. But once this happened, everybody became like super freak about cleaning their hands and washy-washy everywhere and all that good stuff, you know. And, and you're right, you know, touching the face has become, you know, face everybody's getting those face shields and then masks on and everything. So we became more aware. And that's a big, you know, difference from prior to that. I mean, people – now, you mentioned something that is also very interesting. You're a teacher. And I could, I, you know, as a parent, I mean, I, I, I've had three kids, you know, and, uh, you know, my oldest is 26, my youngest is 16 now. And I can tell you, you know, throughout those phases, you know, there's always a risk at home for somebody getting some sort of a cold or flu or somebody coming in because 
children are not, you know, uh, as as aware the way they they you know, especially at a younger age, and so that's easy, you know, trans transmissible, you know, type of of situation, and then you wind up with it. And the teachers, you guys are exposed big time, mm-hmm. uh, and and I know friends who are teachers, and and that's some some common complaint <laughs> that everybody has. So they always have to you know act a little extra cautious uh, around you know all these things and disinfect things and make sure. But you're right, it's the awareness piece. But what we probably, and a lot of people may not have been aware is that, to your point, is that it starts in that ENT business, right? So, so that, that's like, you know, ENT doctors, right? They cover all those, those elements. And those are the main hubs. I mean, your mouth, your nose, your ears, your eyes are always open. I mean, and at the onset of the pandemic, everybody says, do not touch your, your eyes on your ears and stuff, because people are like, really? My eyes? Yeah, you, you can get yeah. this stuff right through that thing. And, and, and now it's body fluids. It's all going to get into your body and somehow. And, and you're right, that, that, that cross-contamination of everything we touch, you know, you don't even think about it and then you bring it home. Uh, your concept of kind of having, you know, all these measures in place. So when you get out of the house is one thing when you come in, you disinfect everything before you get, a lot of people have now adopted that, that practice. And I mean, sadly it took a pandemic for us to actually wake up to this <laughs> worldwide and people yeah. have become a lot more, I would say hygienist <laughs> in a way, uh, or hygienic, if you want to call it that way, or more like aware of how to prevent some of this stuff, but the work is still you know, ahead of us. Uh, and, and we just have to maintain this because sometimes as humans, we tend to forget quickly and, you know, believe it or not, I've, I just came out from overseas and, you know, the practices that, you know, that I've seen currently, you know, they're not really comforting. I can tell, tell you like, for example, I, 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 it's a joke. Uh, my wife and I were just making like here, if you go to McDonald's or any of the stores, right. You know, uh, they have to have gloves on. Right. Um, I was surprised, you know, overseas and I'm not going to, you know, there were a few locations that we passed on and, uh, you know, and, and visited, uh, people are just still maneuvering with their hands with no gloves and just grabbing stuff. And, and that was like shocking for me to even see that, you know, post pandemic, I would, I would probably think about it before, but, but, you know, the practices out there are, you know, dangerously, you know, variable from one place to the other, <laughs> they vary from one place to the other. And, uh, the more education, obviously we give people, to be aware and to be cautious and conscious about how they, they touch what they touch and where they put their hands and, and how they, they, they approach their bodies. But I've mm-hmm. seen it all and it's not really confident. Now, one more thing that you mentioned, which is your grandmother's practices, you know, in nature, uh, it, the, 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 the fact of the matter is everything we use today. I mean, I, even in modern pharma, right. And modern, you know, medicine, there's always a link to, to nature. I mean, a lot of the stuff that we use, yes, there's chemical and, and variations and things like that that they use, but but there's a lot of roots coming from nature, whatever that is, you know, plants and animals and you name it, right? Even snakes and, and, and venoms, you know, stuff, you know, is actually used these days in pharma. But 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 being in nature typically is closer to medicine. And 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 traditionally, people who lived in nature. Uh, as as some people may agree or disagree on the show, because there's always different opinions about everything, uh, you know, they tend to live healthier lives. Even today, there's a lot of naturalists and people that that want live in natural and have farm, you know, uh, food and no chemicals, no pesticides and other stuff. And it is it is a true fact. If you know, I, even health wise, they they were stronger. They still stronger. These folks that are actually closer uh, outside of the may you know major hubs and cities. And then you you mentioned something that is that I love personally. It's honey, <laughs> which is your base of, of of everything. And and it's funny because you mentioned all these special honeys. 
And and there are studies actually uh, wound you know care now they use honey on and and friends I think is notorious about that they kind of started this 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 trend and you know, some doctors are like really like you know swearing by it mm-hmm. so there's all this stuff I know for a fact you know honey is is a cure for a lot of things I mean you you I've used it since I was a kid you know I'll, I mean to me two things I use every day and still to date is honey and olive oil. Those are like, you know, they don't, they don't leave my table. I, I, that's how my breakfast is. It's just gotta be honey. And we're in Spain, same thing, honey and, and olive oil. <laughs> that was my favorite breakfast. <laughs> so, so, but so there are a lot of things, you know, in the honey because those bees, they go and they grab these, these, these nectars, whatever from those flowers and those, those, all the different herbs out there. And they develop this, this particular substance that is cure uh, to a lot of things. And so now you've, you've taken all that, you've done, first of all, the study, and, and it took a couple of years, you said, right? And, and mm-hmm. all that time was just absorbing, trying to figure out, then you figure out to manufacture your own product. And, and so it, is it all honey-based or is it honey yes. with some, yeah. So well, 100% honey, honey with home, it's, it's a medically infused, it's, it's gotten homeopathics infused in it to deal with active illness. I mean, the United States does not recognize honey as medicine. You can't make curative claims with honey. So I speak about the honey as a separate entity that is an immune boosting beneficial factor for your nasal biome. And honey happens to be antimicrobial. Honey happens to be prebiotic and probiotic and anti, you know, so you have to speak about it separately (laughs) and the curative stuff, you know, to deal with active illness is the homeopathics, which I've infused into the honey, which makes it an OTC pharmaceutical, but my products, the only one on the market, this is what bothered me when I went to make my product. I couldn't find anything that wasn't adulterated honey. So in order to be a nasal spray with honey or an ointment or something where the viscosity has been changed they have to add stabilizers because honey will turn into beer. The moment you change the water activity of honey, it attempts to ferment. It's how we made mead in the middle ages. It's just a fact. Honey is full of yeasts and molds naturally, but they're stable and they can't hurt you because honey, they found honey in the Egyptian tombs that was still intact. It's, it's anti um, bacterial static. It is stable. So unless the water activity changes, meaning it, you know, increases in viscosity and the water, level grows. That's the only time the yeast and bacteria can flourish. They need water. So everything I found was using a watered down honey. And then in order to stabilize it, it had to add sodium benzoates, alcohol, or glycerin, or uh, really high levels of grapefruit, grapefruit seed extracts or things that once you put them in the nose, you're sterilized. It's a sterilant, even an excess amount of saline, like a neti pot saline. It's technically a sterilant. Bacteria can't grow in that. And so honey is unique in that it maintains its yeast and molds and its beneficial flora while it can still destroy the bad guys. So how does it, you know, destroy some pathogens, but still maintain the healthy, good guys, the good bacteria, the beneficial bugs. Right. So I I always thought that was fascinating that some honeys were capable of that doing both. And so for me, that was the ultimate solution. I don't need to add glycerin to get the right consistency for it to be a nasal ointment, which is technically what it is. Um, So I thought leave well enough alone. Mother nature already has this figured out. So that's, that was my starting point is to always maintain um, keep it as natural as possible. 
But my problem in creating it was two years. I was mixing up jars of honey in my kitchen and telling everybody here, shove this up your nose. Right. (laughs) And not all honey is created equal. So sometimes honey is adulterated. Sometimes it's um, been mixed with uh, corn syrup. If it's been sold from abroad, there's all this corruption in honey, counterfeit honey. And those things can really impact your experience. And then the really medicinal honeys, the highly effective honeys, they can be a little too caustic for the delicate nasal mucosa. So I had to find, no pun intended, the sweet spot. And then I had to blend it in in such a way that it was always consistent for the user experience because um, every time a beef, the same hive can produce wildly different tasting and smelling honeys and different thicknesses and, and color changes from season to season, depending on the rain and whatever all else. But that's, that took a couple of years to do, but I was really careful about my choice of honeys because I, I don't want you to give your kids something I'm not going to give my kid, right? I'm that mom. I've done that work. So I contacted being the kind of person I am. I, my, my father's best advice to me was it never hurts to ask, right? So I, in my audacity as a mom, decide I'm going to contact the father of Manuka honey in New Zealand. So I send this guy an email and we become friends. And over the course of two years, he guided me. He's the one that discovered why Manuka honey is special and different. What amazing bee magic goes on and it cannot be replicated by science, no matter how hard they try. And he guided me through choosing my honeys, manipulating that honey and verifying all of my theories. It was an amazing, he passed away shortly after. It was an amazing gift to be given his expertise before I lost him. So that was how I formulated. It's just basically tinkering around in my kitchen for two years. And I'm thinking, oh, I'm going to sell these at farmer's markets. Well, you cannot sell medicine at a farmer's market. That's illegal. So I had to then go through another two years. And I went through my small business uh, administration here in New Hampshire. I was like, hey, guide me. So I went to the SBDC and they gave me mentors who guided me through FDA compliance. We got the right lawyers. We got homeopathic experts to verify my formulation. I was at a fair one time and there was a goat cheese farmer that had great packaging. So I walked right up to him and I said, where'd you get your packaging? And he told me, and then I did, I invested my first $5,000 in that packaging And I was just handing it out like candy to teachers, putting it in teachers lounges, to doctors, to nurses, to EMTs and saying, please let me know how this works for you. And the feedback was insane. I was hearing, oh, I had a one day cold or I'm the only one who didn't get sick or I got sick, but I could breathe through my nose the whole time. And I think those varied responses, because I've had all of those experiences, Depends on your personal terrain in the moment. If your biome is strong that week or weak that week, you know, whatever's going on with you. So I sat back and I I took all that in. And then uh, I went for my first loan. I went and I got my first loan for $50,000 and I did my first big run. And it was terrifying. As a female entrepreneur, I'm like, I'm taking money from my kids. I'm taking money time away from my babies and my family. And is this worth the risk? Am I crazy? But I really believed in it from the feedback I was getting from people about, you know, you have made an impact on the common cold and allergies. Who does that, right? Like, that's crazy. You don't even approach those topics because that's big farmers territory and they don't like little guys coming into that space. But I did it. And then a little, a couple of years into it, I was selling at little local stores and I was having a ball. I felt so successful because I had become a stay-at-home mom after teaching. And so this was really validating to see my little business grow. And uh, 
and you'll, you'll, I don't know how you feel about baseball, but, um, I'm a good new England girl raised by my dad. The Red Sox are everything. Right. So I had read in the paper, right? So I had read in the paper that the Red Sox had a cold right after spring training and um, they were all sick. It was April. So it was right after they come back from Florida. So I go on the Red Sox um, corporate, you know, the roster where you see the corporate offices and everybody's name. And there was this name down there. It said massage therapist, Russell Noir. And I Googled him and he was this older Samoan gentleman with long white braid on down the back of his and he'd been brought by Kurt Schilling in 2003 to the team from Arizona he already had like four rings at that point and he was sort of the alternative therapist thinker the guru for the team so I package up with a little note like it's 1975 I write a little handwritten note here you go if anybody wants to try this I'm a, I'm a New England company I sent it off and I never I didn't think of it again so month, a couple months later it was Father's Day the next day and I get an email at one in the morning from him. And I had forgotten who he was. Right. And it just said, Hey, I love this. The team loves it. We're traveling tomorrow. Can you please hand deliver 23 or 25 of these to Fenway tomorrow? So I'm like waking my husband up at one in the morning. Cause I'm like, is this real? And then my husband's like, yes, it's real. Cause it's 23 guys. And there's 23 guys on the roster right now. And of course that was his validating. That's what validated it for him. So we sent it to, he, he got to take it on father's day to Fenway and he got to go down in the clubhouse and meet people and shake hands. And, and it was the greatest thing ever. And that was over five years ago now. And now we are official sponsors of the Boston Red Sox at every spring training. They give away our product after the first inning and they fly my little bee around the whole stadium. I've met all the players. The Braves have, have uh, put it in their clubhouse. So it's, it's spread. So here, my crazy mom knows honey remedy <laughs> is now in the Boston Red Sox clubhouse. And we got picked up by CVS because the CVS executives saw it in the clubhouse because they're the biggest corporate sponsors of Fenway. And, uh, and that's, so, you know, I'd like to say I had some like magical marketing ability that led to me being in stores nationally. It just happened to be a series of lucky, lucky things that happened because I had the guts to say, here, try my little remedy. And then it grew, grew, grew from there. And now post pandemic, we're getting opportunities left and right because of the supply chain breakdown. So my little us made company Normally, I could never compete for the shelf space next to Clorox and Johnson and Johnson and those guys because they're the ones that own most of our cold remedies. And here we are getting little opportunity. We're on growing like crazy on on grocery shelves all over the nation now. Wow, <laughs> I know, that was a lot. I'm First sorry. No, no, no. Actually, uh, you, you, there's nothing to be sorry about. As a matter of fact, you know, I'm just absorbing it and listening. You actually, in the last ten minutes, we've covered so much. Uh, powerful stuff that that can 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 be taught in, in in education, and I'm talking higher education for a lot. We talked business, we talked entrepreneurship, we talked about you know opportunity, we talked about marketing, we talked about you know uh, you know motivation, inspiration. We talked about everything. We talked even about like you know the do's and don'ts and and, and how to build your business. So so you crunch all that in in very little time. So <laughs> I'd like Sorry. to just just no 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 I I love it and I I'd, I'm gonna break it a little bit just further. So so this what we can highlight for people that are listening worldwide uh, the first thing i'm going to say you heard it folks an idea had become a giant giant you know uh thing and for me in my eyes it is giant you said it and it's not easy to actually be on the shelf with the big boys and the big girls and the big guys and the big corporations and you did that uh and 
it was dairy, you know, it was, but for the right, you know, uh, purpose, you had a mission, you had a vision and you wanted to do something right and you did it and, and things happen. That's the other thing. Nothing happened by chance. I mean, if you had not sent that email, nothing would have happened. If you have not re- re- reached out to, to New Zealand to, to learn about Manuka, it wouldn't have happened. Most people have hesitation in their life and, and they want something. I, I bet you everybody watching right now listening, they probably have an idea. They just, they don't think it's going to happen or they don't think they don't believe in themselves enough to actually say, let me just go after it and see what happens. And, and, and I just wanted to, to, to capture this piece of the business part. I mean, you are the CEO of the company and you are a visionary literally because you, you saw an opportunity and something that you've actually, that was dear to you. And you also earned your rank to be actually, you know, your own boss and do your own thing and, and, you know, really uh, uh, invest in, in, in a lot of things but also motivate people and inspire people. And, and the idea that you reach out to the, 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 the Red Sox, I mean, that, that's a pretty cool thing. I mean, I mean, like, it's like, in my case, it would be like reaching out to the Yankees, say, Hey Yankees, you know, <laughs> you know, I had to say that. I'm sorry. Because just, no, I love the Yankees. <laughs> the Yankees give me my greatest moments every fall. Are you kidding? <laughs> well, listen, they're all good. They're all good. I love them all. Uh, but, but, but the fact of the matter, you know, most people would not even go to that extreme. Like, hey, let me check out these guys, right? But you know, it was it was, it was correct. You, they had their, they had the season. They had you know, uh, you read something about them being not feeling well. You have something that may may work for them. Why not? It's natural. You didn't lose anything by sending them the email and just saying hey, and then you give them the the, the testers and they they love them. And now you are actually part of the team. And now you're all over. Listen. You're in Fenway. That's a pretty cool thing. I mean, just just your bees yeah. all over the place. I, cool. Now I'm gonna have to look at at the games. <laughs> yeah, only the spring training games. I can't afford Fenway, Fenway, but I'm in JetBlue. All right, hey, there you go. So, but yeah. again, you you you're you're slowly but surely developing to that icon, right? To that level. And you know what? Why not? People listening, watching with a dream right now or a vision. Or, or something that they want to do to help people. I mean, it's a legacy. I mean, the, the, the person that helped you with the, with the honey basics, right? He's not here with us, but he is with us. His legacy mm-hmm. stayed behind. And, and, and he took that knowledge and gave it to you. And now you were taking it and sharing with others. And by the way, we're not, no matter what we do and as, as a small business or as, as you, know, uh, you know, a producer of new, new products. I mean, these guys, and we're talking about big pharma and these companies, they already have their levels. We're not a threat to them in a way, but at the same time, you, you know, people do want, you know, something different every now and then something unique. And you created that something natural. A lot of people today want the natural piece as an option. They want something different. You also covered something about, you know, the, like, for example, you cannot sell in the farmer market, (laughs) you know, medicine stuff. Your stuff is really medicine, but it's not medicine. It's natural stuff, but it is, yeah. you know, uh, quote unquote medicine. That's how it's developed. So therefore you can, have, it is medicine. What I'm saying, it's when you put it in the farmer's market, it's not going to be perceived as that and you can, but m- many people may not have known that, that fact that, that you shared with us today. Uh, the, the fact that you went to your local small business administration and did that, right? And, and that's, that's the other thing, people see, you took the steps to learn every single thing. It's not like, you know, I got it. It's going to happen overnight. Nothing happens overnight. That's worth something. And you did it. It took years of development. You, I love your R&D. I mean, kitchen R&D business, sharing with people, yeah. dropping, <laughs> dropping your research, you know, on your, on your, you know, testers all over and getting the feedback. But again, it took money, investment, time, 
It wasn't like just, hey, let's just, you know, I got the product, let's put it in the market. You did the due diligence. You took the steps that are necessary and you took the risk. That's the other part. People are unwilling to take risks. Uh, no risk, no reward, right? You did mm -hmm. take the risk. You even went and got it alone. I mean, uh, they're, they're, That's scary. Uh, there's a, they're, That's exactly. Scary. You're, you're, you're down for 50, you know, K and you're not sure what the ROI is going to be and whether it's going to work. What happens? All these questions, I can tell you, I've, I've been in, in your position in a way with business and I, it is not easy. I, I am currently doing similar stuff and it is you, you take money, you lose some, you gain some, it doesn't matter. You, you got to keep playing. You got to keep doing. And, and, and that's it. But, but the overall picture is that your mission is still the same. You still want to cure. You still want to help people have an easy allergy season, a cold, prevent all that stuff. And you, and, and you also gave, gave us some medical stuff here because in essence, you know, now we know where this whole thing happens <laughs> clearer yeah. and, and, you know, how we can even prevent it. Now let's talk about, uh, and, and I, I try to kind of almost summarize all the different parts that of, of the last 10 minutes, but now let's talk about how your uh, remedy or your products work. I mean, I know there's some nasal swab business going on and yeah. there's some stuff. So let's talk about the administration of the product. Well, the product It's really, you know, it's funny, a, a, a nasal swab. I chose nasal swab because I'm a neti pot baby. Like if you spray something in my nose, I'm like, it burns, it burns. I freak <laughs> out. It's awful. So I can't imagine how children feel about that. I mean, uh, also, I also learned that when you spray something with force up your nose, you run the risk, especially with children because of the shallow sinuses, you run the risk of sending infection higher up beyond where it should be beyond where it would ever naturally potentially take root. So you don't want to do that. So for me, a nasal swab just made sense. And of course, now the whole world understands that nasal swabs, when they're not a six inch COVID swab halfway to your brain, that it's pretty <laughs> painless. You just put it on the edge and just inside the nostril and then your cilia do the rest of the work. And with my and it's a tiny amount. It's the size of an O on a keyboard is the dose. So it's minuscule. And then your own body heat just does the work. I usually tell my kids if we're in preventative mode, if we just want to boost our nasal biome to use it three times a week before bed. So if you've got anything trying to colonize, it can potentially impact that. But if you're actively sick, if one of my kids is, you know, my kids are swimmers. So they're in the pool with spit and snot constantly. And if they're actively starting to get sick, we go three times a day to try to lessen the colonization load and do something about the symptoms and take the inflammation down. So that's, that's how you use it. It's really straightforward. A little tiny swab just inside the nose using your own Q-tip from your home. So it's, it's funny you talked about swabs here, and uh, and you mentioned the 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 testing, or at least you alluded to it. Mm -hmm. uh, you know when those those long swabs, you know, initially they were like literally going deep. We, even we had reports of people get damaged, but but I mean, yeah. I think I think most recently, I mean, uh, in the later stages, I mean, now they don't go that deep anymore, and so they kind of discovered that it just works the same way. So that's the good news. But you're right. I'm very sensitive. I, I've always been sensitive to my nose. If you touch my nose, it starts sneezing. If anything goes, if anything goes in my nose as, as, as dust, I will start sneezing. There's no, you know, like I had mentioned earlier, I, I've grown with, uh, you know, allergies, you know, and they're inherited. So I, there's nothing I can do about them. They're seasonal and, or dust. If sometimes even temperature changes can make me sneeze literally easily, anything. So I'm very, my, my friends used to make a joke. If they want me to, to, to have fun with me, they just touch my nose and they just laugh out. <laughs> I'll be like all over the place. And so, so, so I've been, you know, like really sensitive to it. I, yeah, I just, my nose is so big because people were touching it all the time. 
<laughs> so, 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 but, but really, it, it you you've taken it because you took in consideration the children and and the sensitivity, but also the fact that to your point, if there's too much pressure, that stuff goes up, and then mm -hmm. it goes. So really, you've looked at every single angle and you put it to play and to practice, and it has been effective and it's working, and and now it's been years in the making, and it. it the products are just selling because they are good. And that's the other thing. You don't, your product, if they didn't, if it didn't work, it wouldn't be where it is today. It obviously showed results and people will, will appreciate something that is good and they will swear by it. And then word of mouth, this podcast, for example, this, this radio show is out there. People are going to be all over. The, and by the way, this is, like I said, not just in the States, everywhere. Um, so someone somewhere around the world will probably hear. And I'm not sure if the product is available all over or in some countries. Anybody others. can buy it from our website. We ship worldwide. There you go. So that, that saves me that question for later. So I <laughs> got it out of the way. But, but you know, it, it's amazing that, that you've done this. So now this is one product, right? So th there's more products that you have, or is it just- Well, we have Allergy Be Gone and Cold Be Gone. And the Allergy Be Gone has a couple of additional homeopathic antihistamines to take that reaction out of the nasal passages. But the, the kids and adult products are almost identical. The only difference is external packaging because in the United States, if you want to be in a pediatric aisle, the FDA requires pediatric. It has to say for kids, but all of our products are safe for over the age of one. So if you only find the pediatric products on the shelves, they're just as effective for adults. It's the same base formulation across the board. And I, it's kind of like the first time you look at Excedrin migraine versus Excedrin extra strength and you read the back and you realize they're identical. <laughs> That's the of, FDA, the FDA at work there. So well, it's yeah. a lot about even like the regular, even Tylenols, when you read the, the stuff, they do give it, you can give it to the higher, you know, to the adults, but you just yep. have to multiply the dosage. I, I mean, it's amazing, but, but you're right. Like you find these things through, through research and, 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 and really like seeking through things and asking the right questions, but you've done all that. And, and, and really, you know, first of all, uh, for me personally, I am, I'm, I'm, I just, you know, I say thumbs up, kudos, you know, hey. all the success. I mean, for what your journey has become and has, you know, where it started and why it started, you're uh, literally a true inspiration, motivation to anyone watching right now, listening. And also you are helping people. And that's, that's the, that's the beauty of it. Now, uh, sometimes you have visions, but you know, it could be a vision where people are not going to be really helped <laughs> with it. In this case, you're winning every single, you know, a reward here because you're doing it, you know, from a financial aspect, you know, for you and your family, it's great uh, for the kids, for your children, for the world. Uh, and also like you're spreading, you know, this particular formula across uh, anywhere in, 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 in on the hemisphere or, or around the globe, whatever you, you can buy this thing, they can order it and benefit from it. And now, now my thing is, I know honey is, is, has been, there, there has been debates about the bees and, and the lack of the bees these days and the production of the honey. Um, do you, do you, have you seen, have you experienced any difficulty with that? Because, I mean, it, it, there is some sort of, a, you know, worldwide, I mean, with, with the weathers and everything. Yeah. I mean, there's always, there's this discussion about the bees even disappearing, which, by the way, if they do, uh, it will be catastrophic because I think it will end human, you know. Uh, and, and by the way, some people may like, are you really sure about that? Does that even correlate? Well, there's some studies about what the link between the bees and, and, and us on this earth, you know, and, and our living, you know, food and everything else because of pollination and all that. But again, I'm not going to go into that discussion. Maybe we'll get an expert to, to break that down for us. Yeah, in absolutely. Your, in your world, that is that is your main core product. Mm -hmm. um, well, how do you, do you foresee to do that? And I, and I do want to go back to something you mentioned earlier, but let's answer that question. 
Uh, we're absolutely seeing that you have to buy your honey seasons in advance and secure it because you have to be prepared for the variability of hive die off and bad weather and things that can affect production. So we're always a couple of seasons ahead in our purchasing just to cover our butts. So if we get a gap, if we see that this hive, this producer doesn't produce enough, we can go get some over here, but there's so much corruption in the honey world. And then when you couple that with the way that the bees are being affected, not only by, I believe 5g technology might have a role in it, but also definitely glyphosate that has a role in it. Those things are all synergistically affecting basically the most important little creature on our planet, which is the bees. I just posted a quote the other day, which you might love, and I hope I can pull it up. Um, it was, uh, before I was six years old, my grandparents and my mother taught me that if all the green things grow were taken from the earth, there could be no life. If all the four-legged creatures are taken, there can be no life. If all the winged creatures are taken, there can be no life. But if all the human beings are taken away, life will Ooh. flourish. Right. And that was from Russell Means, a Lakota Nation, Native American. And and that always resonates with me, because when you think about the hierarchy of all the creatures, the bee is the king of all of that. So that that's what made me, you made me think of that. No, no. Well, well, I appreciate it. By the way, that fact is, you know, whether we like it or not, it is true, because I always said humans are we, we destroy nature. Animals don't. I mean, you can go to the woods and, and you can see that there's no garbage. <laughs> they clean after themselves. Well, unfortunately, in, in, in the, the, the cities and stuff, we can see how humans can be a little bit, you know, you know destructive. So uh, humans tend to destroy them themselves. We are, unfortunately, that's just how we are. And uh, hopefully, you know, we can change for better. I mean, you watch these alien movies and they always kind of portray us as the lower or inferior, inferior race, you know, and, and we always have this fear of like, this aliens are going to come in from like, you know, my, you know, thousands of light years away and just come in here and destroy us. Cause we're the, the little guys, but, but the fact that man, those are just, I guess, you know, um, uh, ideas so we can realize, you know, what we do in this world and, and how we can do it. But you're right. The bee has a whole impact on, on everything, on the, the culture, I mean, the, the, the agriculture, I would say, uh, mm -hmm. and, and the food and chain and all the stuff. I mean, naturally, you know, if they, they disappear, it's a problem for us. Um, and uh, so, so, but, but you mentioned something that twice. Now you mentioned again, corruption and, and, mm. and bad, bad honey. So that, that is, that is a true, you know, unfortunately that is a fact, you know, not all the honey is made equal, as you mentioned. And uh, you know, there is some fake honey out there. Uh, and there is, there's, there's some, some difference between raw honey, you know, or cooked honey, whatever they, the processed honey uh, versus, you know, even the price today. I mean, if you look at the honey price has almost doubled up, um, mm -hmm. you know, it's crazy. Like back in the days, it was, it was cheap. Now you can't even afford sometimes honey and, and, and let alone the real honey. I mean, you mentioned Manuka is like very expensive for a little, you know, jar. Yeah. So. Yeah, so, and so. you want to get Manuka honey that's rated with the UMF system, which Dr. Molin invented. There's Manuka honeys now that are inventing their own systems of rating to decide, you know, to, to advertise. And they just did that because they don't want to go through the appropriate measuring of his system. And, and maybe their testing is fantastic, but, you know, how would the public know any of this unless you're a complete honeybee nerd like me that just spends way too many hours researching all of this? So it's really hard for the public to trust and to know what's good. So when they're looking for quality raw honey, if you're looking for raw honey to eat for your allergies, which is a really valid thing to do, go to your local 
local beekeepers or your local farmer's market and look for the deepest, darkest local honey you can find. And that's going to be the healthiest stuff you can possibly eat for your local allergies. Uh, thank you. And actually, uh, believe it or not, I, I mentioned I, I, I'm in Jersey and we have a lot of farms. So, so right now, I mean, w- w- you know, whatever we get a chance, you know, we can go to the, those farms and grab some local honey. Yeah. And uh, it does, does, does make a difference, you know, as opposed to the regular honey that you can buy just off the shelf. So it's a big deal. But, but, but the concept of, of having fake, my, fake honey out, <laughs> out there, you know, because, you know, you can make literally two-point syrup and all this stuff and, you know, out of sugar. Uh, there's also, uh, there's a discussion of like some of the, the, the hives and, and what they eat. Some, some are made of just sugar, like they, they fed sugar versus, for yeah. example, natural, you know, like, you know, uh, elements or flowers and things like that, uh, herbs. So that's also, I guess, you know, uh, a question mark and again we're not talking about the the, the honey specifically today it was more about the product that you have but but that is that is one thing now uh one question that came to mind i mean you are ordering your stuff in advance have you thought about having your own you know uh hives and (laughs) no but i am convinced there are super honeys in the united states we just haven't identified them yet like when i was little my grandmother would talk about this really dark honey from up maine that she thought could cure anything and so i'm always on the hunt and everybody should be in every state because they have located super honeys in every region of the world so why haven't we found ours in the u.s i bet there's some super honey in every state some dark dark honey that is and that should be in all our cabinets for boo-boos and for eating and, you know, and don't be afraid to put it in your tea. I know they say heat destroys honey, but hives can get really hot and they still have their value. So, you know, get, eat your honey, go find your super dark honey because somebody somewhere in the United States has honey that is healing. Oh, like all I, honey's healing, but oh, yeah, I mean, all, all of it is, but again, as long as it's, is is natural honey and not, not, yeah. not manufactured honey. You and know, on mean- Netflix, on Netflix right now, they have a, a series called um, rotten, I think. And there's a, I think, see, I forget what season it is, but there's something called guns and honey is one of the episodes guns and honey. And it dives into the honey corruption scandals of a few years ago. And the hive dives off and it, it watches like a true crime novel. I mean, maybe not to, uh, only people that, are obsessed with honey like me, but I was riveted. So if anybody wants to know about the hunt, the corruption in the honey world and the science and the detective work that the governments have gone to, to try to intercept and change that it's all in that little documentary. And it's fascinating. It's only like 40 minutes long. Well, uh, listen, I, I will definitely check it out. I think I've seen actually the, the, the documentary. I didn't watch it, but I've seen it on, on the, the cues there, but, but actually you mentioned something about uh, super honey worldwide. I can tell you, I mean, I, I just came from Spain and Morocco and they do have some real solid money, that's money, solid honey business going on there. I mean, uh, uh, the southern part of Spain, they have some real powerful stuff and I'm not talking commercial. They actually sell it from, from their mountains and, and, and the farms. Mm-hmm. Same thing in, in Morocco, they have like, you know, some, some real, um, I guess, um, beekeepers and they, 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 they're in the mountains and, and, and places where they, it's very natural and it's not really the commercial stuff. You can buy it really from, from the hive. I mean, from, from the keepers. Uh, and so it's kind of natural. Some of it is actually, you know, fed with sugars and stuff, but a lot of it is also natural because they have like lavender and all these things, the clothes, whatever. So they, they use all that. Uh, but again, I'm just, those are two examples that I, I just literally tested, you know, their, their products and they're pretty good. Like I said, I love honey. So 
I don't use sugar. And, and again, uh, we have diabetes in the family. So we tend to, if we substitute, you know, that, that's our sugar. <laughs> that's our yeah. sweet, you know. So, so ah, Joyce, it's been real. I mean, you know, we covered a lot of grounds. Um, so we know where the prog- products are. So you mentioned CVS. You mentioned some of the, 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 the large services. Well, where will be some other places where people can purchase your product besides the online? Um, well, we just got picked up by, believe it or not, the weirdest placement was Travel Centers of America, which there's the Travel Centers of America near all of us at this point. They're all over the country. We got picked up by Fresh Time, which is most of the Midwest. Um, we got picked up by uh, Cub Grocers, Win dixie um, nice. Oh, my gosh. There's so many new placements. I can't even begin to tell you all of them. Well, I don't get it right. It, it's on the site, right? I'm assuming. Like, yeah. It's, well, we try to keep up. We're actually doing a really bad job of keeping up with the new placements. We just got Fresco Imas, Harvey Supermarkets, Win dixie uh, Cub Foods, Acme Fresh Markets around Chicago. I love the uh, Fresco Imas one is all over Miami, all over Southwestern Florida. So that's really cool because now I'm reaching a whole new community and the Hispanic community loves natural. Those ladies get me. They love natural products because a lot of those Grammys are all, have always used honey as medicine. So that is, that's been a fantastic placement and I'm thrilled. Um, so yeah, we're, we're growing left and right. So it's a real hit or miss. I would call your local health food store and say, Hey, are you carrying Colby gone? And, and many of them are, but it's hard to tell you exactly where we are right now. Cause it's gone crazy. Well, again, if a business owner or a market, you know, uh, is, is listening right now, somebody is out there. Hey, there's an opportunity. Maybe you could reach out to Joyce and, you know, maybe this is a product you want to carry. Um, what about like whole foods and things? I mean, they, they're supposed to be like the, the, the pioneers. We're in and- consideration. It, that's a huge process to get into a grocery store. It takes like months and months and months. And whole foods is one of the, I would love to get into whole foods. Cause I think it would have a really fantastic audience there. Um, but it's uh, it's like a six phase process, and so we're somewhere in that six phases. I, I, <laughs> I yeah. No, but listen, yeah. that that's great. You again, like everything else, you're in there. You're already in the process. So, uh, but hopefully they listen. I mean, yeah. your, your stuff is your 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 stuff is good. I mean, listen. Red Sox, right? Right, right. <laughs> you know, they they have taste. They know what they 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 want. They will not, you know, get some stuff that's not going to be good for them, and and uh, they need to play. So, um, but no. So first of all, congrats on on all the work you've done and and the successes, and just wish you a lot more of it. And I I hope that you're in every single you know uh, store and and supermarket or food you know place, whatever in the states, Canada, and and parts of the world, if not the whole world. Listen, uh, we need some of this stuff out there, and Hopefully people can benefit from it. Uh, one, one last question that probably people would have. I mean, what's the pricing? I mean, is, you know, I mean, this is natural. It goes anywhere from 1099 to 1399, depending on the retailer or whatever sale they're running that month. Those are, that's the price range. I've seen it, but it has upward of 70 doses because you use so little. So it really can stretch between kids and, and the whole family for about two to three months. You, you got me so at 1099. No, you got yeah. me at ten ninety nine because you know you these days you ten dollars can buy you anything. So <laughs> nothing that's it's a worried. tiny bottle, but it goes a long, long way. 
No, no, listen. I mean, for medicine, for something that is healthy, you know, listen, you got to pay some price for something that's good. I mean, especially when it's it's made correctly. So mm-hmm. so I think the price range is, is definitely very acceptable. And, and, you know, at least in my, my book, you know, and I'm not going to speak, in, I'm not speaking for other people, but, uh, you know, if you're sick, you would pay whatever it takes to actually be healthier if you can. And, you know, you can go to Walmart and buy some some stuff, and but it may not be as, as effective as something that is just natural. So, hey, uh, whatever you are, you know, you got to make that decision and then get the right stuff. But this is available. And, and also, it's, you said it online, they, you can ship, so it's easier. Um, so, folks, uh, this is it. You know, please uh, check out the, the, the website. It will be on the description of the show. Uh, Joyce, any last, you know, words of wisdom advice that you want to share with our audiences today? I would say um, my number one thing besides, yes, get your Colby gone. It's a great little tool to have in your toolbox. It is, you know, not the solution to everything, but it, have it on hand because you want it before you feel the thing in your throat and you know you're getting sick. But my number one advice to moms, because I'm a germ fighting mom and to dads, families everywhere, is stop touching your face. <laughs> It's that simple. You can touch the whole dirty, filthy world. Don't be afraid to touch the ATM machine. Don't be afraid to blah, blah, blah. But when you get in your car, use your hand sanitizer. And I like to use natural hand sanitizers. I literally use Everclear 151 because it's a non-hormone disruptor. Because if you're going to use it that much, use something that doesn't disrupt hormones. But to not be afraid of our world. It really comes down to only 1% of the time, unless somebody sneezes or coughs directly into your face or right beside you, you are not at risk. We need to stop being afraid. It is literally all about, this is called fomite transmission, hands to face. It's all about that. So if we just started thinking about when you're out of your home, your hands are not clean the moment you leave your house. So stop scratching your eyeball so casually because you're giving yourself the flow. <laughs> so that's my number one piece of advice to everybody. If you have a loved one who's on chemo, if you've got kids in school, stop touching your faces. That's it. That's all we got to do and get your cold on. <laughs> Just thank you. I love, I love it. I love the way you said it. Uh, it's been real. It's been an honor. Thank you so much for for the time, for sharing your your history, your story, your your success, and your tips. I mean, you've given us so much stuff that yeah, I think every angle, every walk of life here can take something from this discussion and apply it to their personal lives. Um, yeah, and, and the easy way would be just using the product and, and being healthier, and the rest is like how to do business, how to do your research, how to do due diligence, and we can talk about all that. Uh, so thank you so much for being with us. Uh, folks, it, it, as you can see, we had a great time. So we'll be looking forward to the next show, next topic, and next uh, guest. For now, uh, Hurricane H here. We'll be talking soon. Bye-bye. <laughs>